welcome back to another episode of Craft Beer and Data. My name is Nick Piet, Chief Evangelist here at Talent. I'm Mark Balkanini, Director of Technical Product Marketing here at Talent. You know, so we were thinking and we were talking before this, just how long it had been since the last episode. We really apologize. Uh, the last one you saw was probably us talking about healthcare at Devil's Canyon Brewery out in California. We've jumped across the pond. We're here at Paris, in Paris, France for this year's Talent Connect Paris. That's right. So, and we're drinking some nice craft beer from Paris. Yeah, it's, it's really good actually. It's, it's very nice smooth. Red ale. I'll let you pronounce the brewery. La, La Prussion. Yeah, La Prussion. Prussion. Cool. All right, a French person in the back. We're getting thumbs up, so I think we got it, right? <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so what are we up to today, Nick? Right. So we had a lot of people come in and talk to us and ask questions around GDPR. Right? GDPR. All right. And we'll, we'll talk about what that means. But you know, while we come off as experts for many things, we're not experts in I, everything. I almost have to call somebody and just tell me what that acronym stands for. That's a new acronym. I don't know exactly right. what it in, stands for. In the for. alphabet soup of data integration, <laughs> this is a new one. Um, but because of this, we've decided to bring in an expert that can talk to us about this problem. So with that, not in mind, Charlotte though, right? Not just passed through, right? Um, we'd like to bring in uh, Jean Michel. So Jean, Jean Michel Frank. Yep. Welcome to our new uh, blog. What, what is this? Yeah. So, so Jean Michel. Yeah. This is a craft beer and data. Yeah, I must tell you, you you worst country in the world for beers. Well, so I, I we, didn't want to say that after, but... <laughs> wow. Um, no, no, we're, you we, call it out. we don't know beers, we have a plan B. Oh, plan oh, B. All right, all right. This is craft with the drinks, yeah. Okay, yeah. So, Original craft. I know you would like to spell it, so it's Pesac Léonien. Can you try it? Pesac Léonien. Pesac Léonien. Try it? No, I, I tried. Pesac Léonien. So, Bordeaux. My last name's Pierre. It's a Bordeaux? Yeah. yeah. I would right. say Bordeaux. <laughs> well, yeah, all right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, let's be serious. We, we, we are very good. So we have very to drink wine today. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll finish these off. Sorry. Cheers. Cheers. I won, but I'm pretty sure I had less than you, so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, well cheers. Yeah. Cheers. Well. Welcome in France, guys. Wine and data? <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll have to get a new hashtag for this one. Um, so, Francois, we're curious, uh, what does GDPR stand for? Because I heard at Talent, you're one of the uh, experts on GDPR, really how it's impacting everything in, in Europe, but also global. What is exactly, can you just tell us what GDPR even stands for? What's yeah, the so, so, so GDPR is Global Data Protection Regulation. Okay. So it's about personal data. You know, when, oh. when I work at Talent, as an employee, we have a lot of personal data about me. Or when I uh, go to the Italian website and I want to download a, a white paper, I give some personal data. Right. And so the goal of GDPR is to protect that. Because, you know, we hear more and more kind of horror stories with, with personal data. You've yeah. probably heard of Equifax. <laughs> yeah, uh, I've so, heard of them, yeah. Yeah, yeah sure, leads. my data was in there. And so the goal <laughs> of GDPR is to say that if I give you my data, you need to take care of it. You are accountable of what you do with my, with my data. And so it's a regulation, and what is new, we had regulation in Europe on that topic, but to take a little example, 
in France, the fine when you were breaking those rules was 150k euros. Right, which is just nothing. Nothing. Peanuts. So, so, so today, the fine is 4% of your global revenue. That's, that's wow. Occurrence, right? Four percent. Yeah. So imagine Equifax. Yeah. You know, Equifax has uh, if four percent of the revenue of Equifax is one hundred twenty-five million euros. Wow. Uh, dollars. Wow. Maybe dollars. Dollars. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe dollars. <laughs> still, still. So, so can you, um, you know, do you can you kind of give us a for those in the U.S. maybe compare uh, GDPR to like PII information? Is it is it more than PII or is it the same as PII it's, information? It's, so the definition of the data is larger uh, because it's everything that is related to your your personal data. It can be a photograph, right? Because now we have face recognition, yeah, right? And so photograph is PII. So. It, it gives a, a pretty broad view, cookies, uh, IP address. So uh, really anything that. related to me. Yeah, and so this links to big data because in big data we have more and more IoT. It could be your car. Uh, it could be, yeah. And, so, and, and, and IoT and data links are what they tout about that is these raw data. So there's probably even more yeah. raw data about the customers in in the data lines that are pertinent to GDPR today, then essentially I Anything that, is ident that could identify you as a person, yeah. any of that data. Yeah. And we are, we are in a world where we are always connected. You yeah. know, if I take me, uh, probably Google knows where I'm moving on the web or with Android. I'm pretty sure Google knows when I'm eating and what I'm eating and where I'm eating. So, yeah. so, <laughs> they know everything. So I, my, I wear a computer watch. Oh, yeah. So it's more and more clever. Now it's not my heartbeat. Maybe you're sleeping. Yeah. You're sleeping, so don't waste your advertising dollars on John Shell because he's sleeping. So how is GDPR, you know, GDPR going to impact those type of you know, that type of information in companies that are, are trying to take advantage of that information. How, is, how do you see GDPR impacting that? So the, the first principle is that companies need to be accountable. Mm -hmm. uh, so again, you, when you remember what happened to Equifax, most of you as American citizens didn't give the opt-in to Equifax. You might even not know that Equifax has data on your financial health. Right, right. Because maybe it was your bank that gave you this data. Because they just collect yeah. the data. So if I do want to become a customer at Equifax, they have all the information already. Yep. Yeah. So what GDPR says is that uh, your bank, for example, is accountable of your personal data. So if your bank gives the data to Equifax, he, they are responsible if there is any leak or whatever happens to the data. So very important principle, accountability. And there are a couple of other, other important principles. One is that you need to have the opt-in consent yep. for the consumer. So if I'm okay uh, that you send me email, okay, I need to say it, and I need to say it explicitly. Uh, the contract should be clear. Right. So that's opt-in consent, and you need also to give me a proof of consent. Okay. And there is also a important principle, which is the right of the data subject. So once right, I, what? the right of the data subject. So okay. I'm a, a visitor to your website and get data about you. I'm your data subject. Right. And okay. then I have rights, and rights are, uh, I, I want to know which data you have about me, 
I want to rectify because the data is wrong. Right. right. Yeah. I have the right to be forgotten, so I want you to take it all out. That's the yeah, most interesting one to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I often want to be forgotten. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe I shouldn't do a video vlog here. But anyway, <laughs> I like the right to be forgotten. That's On one of my favorites. Yeah. Mark's personal problems. No. Uh, <laughs> no, so. Very interesting that there's this huge, I mean, first of all, of, of people wanting to solve this problem. If I'm an organization, what, how do I start even attempting to start looking at this? Because is it necessarily, hey, I have this data and I need to find ways of creating essentially an between my users so that if somebody was able to get that data, they wouldn't be able to figure it out? Or like, what's the first step? So the, the first step is, is to know where you are mm -hmm. uh, with respect to the different elements of the, the, the So okay. uh, first you need to have uh, accountability. So you need to have someone who is accountable. And okay. It's called a data protection officer. All right. So you need to nominate a data protection officer to be a, your kind of a data bodyguard. <laughs> yeah. So that's going to be a tough role. Chief <laughs> data protection officer. So not three characters. Chief data protection. <laughs> four, I mean. yeah. You get a badge with that, Mark? Like, yeah. You should. That person should have a badge. <laughs> <Yeah>. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. So so you nominate this individual. It's identify the accountability. What's the next? Step? Yeah. The next step is to know the data. Okay. So right. let's take an example of HR data. Okay. So maybe I have HR data in my payroll system, in my HR system, maybe uh, uh, I share it with health uh, insurance, mm -hmm. uh, maybe I have uh, something to, to manage the incentive with stocks, maybe I have a travel system. Okay. So I need to know where is the data about an employee mm -hmm. uh, all across my data. So I need to have this inventory of data okay. uh, so that I know which data should I put. So then, once you so, how, do, how does that discovery process occur? Like what, do, what do companies need to do? Because I mean, you look at the types of data, the, the amount, the velocity, or, and the volume of this. Like, how can I ensure that I've covered everything? Because what I like a column of data that I might not necessarily think represents a customer could actually do that. So, so currently, most companies do it declaratively. So they work with people that can say, okay, this, this is, is it. Okay. But now, more and more, we see some systems that can capture automatically the footprints. Okay. So you can declare, so using talent, for example, you can use a data dictionary, okay. and you will define the shapes of your personal data. So you will say, okay, account number is a personal data. And it starts with two characters, and then uh, four, four numbers. And so once you have defined that, you can capture the footprints across the different data sources. So more and more you see some automatic capturing of data like that, where you when there is a data flow, you can raise an alert okay. and say, oh, take so, so it really, the metadata is becoming even more critical in the organizations today than ever before because of these new regulations. So the, the discovery process plus the capturing and reporting of the metadata is really becoming key in this Especially in this, where you know things that you listed and what you're describing now, the ability to find it, label it, say this is what it is, and be able to report back. Even, you, know, you know, some of that reporting back is new for a lot of organizations today. You know, I, you know, when I worked in IT, you know, we captured metadata for our own good, yeah. not so that we could report necessarily back. And I worked in farm industries and things like that. So the ability to 
the, or the, the fact that these companies need to report this back to regulatory bodies, that that is critical. Yeah. And to be able to, yeah. you know, you need a system and a process in order to capture that. It's no longer doing metadata because you want to, but you're doing metadata because you have to now. So sure. And you, you know that more because you worked in life science. So I did. Uh, industries that were heavily regulated, they know the story since they, they, they are right? using metadata management. Yes. But the other industry now, uh, now maybe retail, GDPR, like, like a retail company, the banking. Yeah, right. like, yeah, yeah. How's Nike going to handle Yeah, not a shoe company. company. Right, but I mean, it, it, you brought up a couple pieces. I want to dive into two subjects. First of all, and, and you kind of mentioned like opt out, right? So how do you, as a company, ensure that if me as an individual have decided to opt out, they screw up their system completely with anything that might be able to identify me? So you mean you dead on the fact that I absolutely need to now know my data like in, out, backwards, forwards, yeah. there. And you take Nike as an example. So Nike will have more and more connected the yeah. warehouse, and so. You might say, okay, I don't want that my shoe yeah. knows where it tracks me. It knows it. So if somebody else wears my shoes. What if somebody, shoe, else, wears shoe, if somebody else wears my shoes? They're going to think I'm going to be somewhere where I'm not. <laughs> yeah, that, that's I don't need to say. Wait, that's, that's <laughs> a different <laughs> subject. Sorry, never mind. <laughs> <laughs> my wife's tracking me down by my Nikes. <laughs> all right. Amy, sorry. I swear you so, with me all the time. <laughs> so, so we're we're definitely bro broaching on the end of the uh, the topic here for this recording today. I think so. So, how do we want to start wrapping this up? Uh, well, I mean, I think generally, like, so we talked about the first thing, but yeah. if, if there was one piece of advice that you could give companies that maybe haven't started this process, because I mean, the due date's coming up soon. Yeah. And, and, and on that topic, yeah. not just European companies, but definitely global companies. Yes. This, you know, this affects any company in the U.S. that's dealing globally. Anyone, you know, any global company that's doing yeah. business in, in Europe, right? So how, you know, to answer yeah, so, your question. So I think there are three major steps. The first one is assess your situation. Like you said, maybe you're an American company. You didn't even know that you should take care of GDPR, but you have a European customers or even people connecting to your website or your yeah. portal. You need to take care. So that's the first step, assess. Second step is know your data. Okay. So metadata management, maybe create a 360-degree view of your uh, employees or, or customers. And then third step is find the, the, the sweet spots where you are weak. And one that we see often is the right of the data subject. So okay. I often tell customer, who, if I'm your customer, who should I call to be forgotten? Or who should I call to get the data uh, you have about number, me? Yeah. So generally, there's no no answer on that. They say, oh, we didn't even think about that. We have no responsibility. We don't have a portal where people can access the data. So that's the kind of sweet spot where a company needs to act very fast. And especially the one that are visible to the customer or employee. Because obviously, on the 25th of May, Maybe you as an employee would like to challenge your company and say, oh, please, what is the data you have about me? And it would be difficult for the company to say, I don't know. Right, yeah. So, <laughs> so that's an important point. Is that the date that uh, it goes into effect, whether they can start enforcing this? The, yeah, the, so you, there is no class action on 25th of May. 25th of May of 2017. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So it's coming up quick, yeah. fast, yeah, right? Yeah. By our app. May 25th, 2017, yeah, right? 
Well, as, as we've seen. So, yeah. uh, I mean, one one last question. I know we want to wrap this up, but it's a very interesting one to bring up. So, do you feel that this is the end of, of essentially individuals taking back the data, or is this just the beginning? Right? Have as companies essentially failed at being able to provide the value of what they're getting because of this information, and now users want it back, or is, is can we fix it? It's a very beginning. So often, I, I take the example of my doctor. Okay. My, my doctor, I give him very private information for his insights. Right. Yeah. And why I do that? Because of the Hippocratic Oath. Mm -hmm. they, they, they sign something it, it's for, from the fourth century. And I trust them, not because I like my do doctor, but as a professional. Right. And so we need this kind of code of conduct. Because otherwise, uh, as consumer, right. we, we don't trust. Yeah. So, so we won't. We would cheat like emails when we give a, a wrong email. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So what I'm hearing is you don't like your doctor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Kidding. Well, kidding aside. So yeah, that's a big thing. Right. No, I mean I think that, that that's the key piece to take away. Is that hey, if you're going to use this data, you got to make sure that that you're responsible as well as then credible yeah. in that. So I like hey. Thank you so much for joining the show today. Thank you for bringing the wine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Even though it's beer. Craft <laughs> beer. Yeah, beer yeah, I take but, your beer. <laughs> but, you know, and the other thing, too, is you know, just mentioned that Jean-Michel Jean helped craft a white paper on, on the GDPR yep. steps. Uh, so definitely check that out on the talent website. Uh, mm -hmm. Great, great information there for more information on GDPR. But yes, thank you for joining us. Thank and, you. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> that you brought wine. So and <laughs> cheers again. You can, cheers. You can go. You can leave the bottle. <laughs> uh, so catch us on our next episode. We're going to be talking about IoT, uh, smart cities, and working with one of our community members and why it's important to join a community around big data. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you.